0: to the first ever episode of The Elephant in the Room I am your host Your maitre d Chef Rob, Big Rob For the Elephant in the Room podcast So um, Without further ado Let me introduce you to myself uh, First time starting this thing off I want to say thank you to everybody that actually Pushed me in the direction to Start podcasting. those who Gave me kind words and Um you know boosted my confidence by letting me know that you know I could actually have something by just the conversations that I have with you so just to dismiss anything um I don't want this to be a political podcast I want to just have a conversation with you like I normally do I can be right I can be wrong but we're both learning something here so what is this podcast about let me answer that this podcast is just about The shit that I see on a daily daily basis that I think is just weird that nobody ever discusses. It's literally the elephant in the room. Nobody ever addresses it. So I just kind of sweep underneath the rug and let it go by. But I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I'm tired of stepping in elephant shit. Okay? So let me get these thoughts out. And hopefully you guys feel the same way. All right. So now I've gotten that out the way. Today, just to dive right into it, uh, I went to a funeral today. Um, it was my great-grandmother's funeral, and to be honest, I didn't really feel any type of way, you know? It was just one of those things where I was not really there for the procession of my great-grandmother. I was just there to support my mother. Um you know this dynamic that I had between my grandmother and my great grandmother was never really great. I uh, love my mom, so I do anything for my mom. But you know my great grandmother, she was mm, she was a special woman, definitely a special woman. Uh, but God rest her soul, she's in a better place now. And I want to say it's just weird, you know, when you go to these funerals um i don't know if you ever guys been to a black funeral so black funerals are definitely fucking different from white funerals in my mind i picture white funerals being like you guys probably met up at the um cemetery there was a there was a plot they put their ass in the ground they shovel the dirt on them and they called it a day i don't know if it's the same thing as it is for black people but black people we gotta have i don't know repass uh, the actual funeral procession, the ceremony, the um, commencement, the honorary prayer, hymns of prayer—it's a lot. They make this little tablet book bullshit, and it's filled with a bunch of stuff in it. It's like, oh, you know, she loved skating. She liked eating ice cream. She like, oh, it's a bunch of random factoids that these people is going to shovel off and put inside the dresser. It makes no fucking sense. Who's collecting these ceremony papers to put this aside? The only good use for them is, is when you have to call out of work so that way you can bring proof to your boss and be like, hey, look, yeah, the bitch died. Here you go. This is for you. And, you know, I don't, I wasn't lying. You know, she actually did die. You know, or he actually did die. So here you go. You know, you think I would go out of the, you know, out of my way to Kinko's or whatever the fuck it is. Office Depot and then make 500 copies of these and then randomly take one, ball it up and bring it to you like it's used. No, which would be smart, though, if you wanted to get out of work and you had the time. Yeah, just make a couple fake funeral flyers and then just kind of ball it up and then use the best one you thought looked a little used or worn. You know, a little put a little water in it and make a simulate tears and bring it to work and be like, hey, look, somebody died in my family. Sorry, blah, 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 blah. Um, Just don't get caught up <laughs> it's The only advice I can give you don't get caught up So yeah, I went to my great grandma's funeral today Um, But outside of just funerals, black churches So I'll get back to the funeral But black churches, black churches So there are uh, the woes of the black churches Like the, the cons of going to a black church um, I've been to some white churches before, so I think I know what I'm talking about here, but uh I shout out to my Catholics. but um when you go to these funerals man it's it's the conversations are simple, easy. They do like a small hymn prayer, some shit, you know, you probably hear like some organ playing in there, you know, sound something like this. Just like that. That's probably the intro into coming into the church. You'll hear those organs, you hear the, the people, you know, saying some hymn or some fucking cultist speak <laughs> that they say when they actually in the church. Um, I never understand what the fuck they say. They just, they, they when they sing, it just sounds like people are just crying. You know, I don't get it, but it's not for me to understand. You know, not to show anybody culture or religion. That's just my interpretation of it. So, with that being said, white churches—quick, easy, fast. We're talking about thirty minutes, not even. Sometimes I went to uh, Easter Sunday. Um, I was in Victoria, Texas when I went to college. Easter Sunday went to one, went with one of my friends. Um, he brought me there, and he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna go to church real quick." So I got dressed to the nines, you know, like a black like a black church would do, you know, like what well, was like this great suit and like a, a white shirt, great vest, great slacks, you know, some black shoes, and matched my belt. Had a nice little tie. I was think I was looking good. It was Easter Sunday. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" And but I was away from home, so I was just still trying to keep up this appearance of going to church at the same time, but my mom wasn't there or whatever. What the fuck I was doing? And I showed up at this church. Well, I actually showed up at his room to backtrack a little bit. Dressed up. He comes to the door and he's like, what the fuck are you wearing? I'm like, uh, I'm wearing my I'm wearing my, my church clothes. And he's like, you do know we're going to a Catholic church, right? And I was like, it's church. What? He's like, all right, all right, whatever. I get in the car, we drive off, get to church. I see these white folks pulling up in dodger stadium fucking gear we're talking like shorts open toe sandals uh, um maybe a floor shirt or some shit and the most are probably some dress up in probably like a pair of chinos or some shit if you don't know what chinos are think of khakis like khakis and uh, uh a polo shirt and some some um I don't know what the name of the fucking shoes, but in, I think black people, we call them, like, boat shoes. You know, like, um, if you ever played Grand Theft Auto, I think, like, the name brand's called Dockers. <laughs> like, those fucking shoes. Like, like like the motherfuckers you use probably just for, like, boat shoes. You know, they, they got a little breeze in them and stuff like that. They're comfortable. The motherfuckers barely wear any socks with them. Yeah, whatever. So, and that's my interpretation of, like, a white church. But black churches, man, oh, man, oh, man. You get there, let's say your church started not counting early morning service early morning service that's just it's Bible school before church people that probably got to work in a later the day they just go to Bible study in the morning you know I think my family mostly went to those if we were trying to get like some breakfast in the morning you know if my mom didn't feel like cooking. You know, or she would just got really good with the friends that she had. And so her friends would be like, "Girl, you don't go to black. Black women are so damn chatty and fucking. Sometimes can be downright evil. Some about the older women, they can just be like, get into their own circle of repetition, and they're just like talking, 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 and they get with their friends. They're like, hey. Girl, you better come over to this church. Blah, 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 blah. We got to be there early in the morning. How come y'all not getting there early in the morning? And she's like, girl, you know how it is. I got these kids. and then Trust me, I've heard it through the hallways. I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Anyway, long story short, church starts at probably 7 o'clock. That's 7 to 9. 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. That is just Bible study in the morning, right? This early uh morning rise service, right? And then you go in from the 9 a.m., which is... Like 9 a.m. to 10, they have breakfast at the church. After church, after that breakfast, people start leaving to go home or they stay for the uh, the first service. First service starts at like 1030, 1045. We're working on Black People Time, so like 11 o'clock. 11 a.m., church starts, first song. First song opens up. After this first song, pastor comes up, starts talking. Not preaching, not giving a word, just talking, greeting people, saying hello. Yeah, we're doing. Then he wants to give you the order procession, like, "Oh, we're gonna do this today. We're gonna praise the Lord." And they always do this. Best impression I think of a uh, black pastor it's always like this: "Good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, the day we are going to worship the Lord, Amen, Amen, Amen." You know, it's uh, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. And he gave us AC. He took away the coolness of that breeze outside. And then you'll hear people clapping in the background. You know, like, oh, (laughs) praise Jesus, praise Jesus, (laughs) whatever, right? And then he'll go back into his little sermon. Not sermon, not even preaching yet. We're talking probably about 45 minutes in of like a Southern black church, not your Joel Osteen's fucking fake wannabe black churches that's got like something on the internet. We're talking about barely motherfuckers that's scratching the surface of Facebook Live. All right. We're talking about somebody that just has an Instagram Live that uses it, but probably not for church. All right. So they get to church, 45 minutes in all that bullshit, right? Then, more singing. After more singing, more singing. After more singing, guess what? You know what it is? More fucking singing. Anyway. After the singing, they go into preaching after preaching. It's, it's, it's... This is what i'm saying when i think about the woes of a black church a pastor or any pastor to be honest it's a it's a show it's a presentation their sermon is a presentation to you right they want you to get in on this holy spirit holy ghost praise the lord and worship right they want you to they want you to buy into that um they want you to feel the the Lord around you. I get it. You know, I, you know, I feel something when I'm there too. It's 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 an emotion that takes over you. I get it. I, I'm Christian too as well, so I understand exactly what 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 it is. You, if you went to church, if you saw a boring church, you wouldn't feel the Spirit in there. Host, you know, whatever, you would feel emptiness. You would feel void. But if you had a church that was more lively and understanding to you, you would get it, right? So, pastor, they you know, spend a week because it's it's a Sunday, so the next time they'll see you again is on a Sunday, or if you go to Bible study or whatever. So, that week's time for the next little practice, exactly what they're going to preach. They're literally writing a script. They write a script, they write points, they write bulletin bulletin points, they write um, all these things in between. They pick a chapter inside the Bible, right? A book in the Bible. First Thessalonians, Genesis 1 and 1, whatever. They pick a part of that Bible and they make up these arbitrary fucking names for the Bible, right? (laughs) Which is fucking crazy to me. So so I'll paint a picture for you today. Today I went to the church at the funeral um, and we are sitting down and the pastor is getting up and he's um, getting ready to actually give his word. And so he's saying... Um, the scripture in the Bible said exactly what he wanted to talk about, picked like two or three scriptures from different books of the Bible. And then he said, this teacher called on death, right? As a callback to my grandmother, my great grandmother, great grandmother, she was a teacher. So there is always like this black esque way of going about of like (laughs) of introducing things in church because they always do this stupid shit where it's like um they saw something funny they heard something funny and so they would they would make a stupid ass name surrounding that thing or they would think that they were they were really cutting up by making a name of what they were about to say um uh, pertain to what they're about to do, you know hence my great-grandmother was a teacher and so she passed away, so he picked some, um, I forgot what it was but he was saying that, you know, First Thessalonians blah, 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 blah. Um, this teacher called on death, and that's, it's, it's his it's his title to the presentation finally, you know, he did a little preamble, said a couple things this teacher called on death and you hear black people in the background, ooh he about to preach, ooh Jesus, ooh Jesus, right all oh, the black people I get it, different times. Um, so God damn, I heard some racing outside. That was somebody out there burning rubber. Anyway, so um, until so they they go through like this whole preamble about church and the living, and um, there was one. And when you think about it, it's just funny to me how a pastor makes this arbitrary name makes a script for this and then they know exactly when they're about to start um, singing because they give keys like as, as, as a young adult i thought it was magic i thought it was just you know it all lined in, in 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 the universe where a pastor would get up there he would start talking he would start preaching and then he would you know start preaching so much that everybody else in the pulpit would start feeling the holy ghost and then that's when they would start you know, playing music, and then he would start going into his song about the sermon at the same time. Preaching and singing goes hand in hand, right? In the black community, it has to be. White community, not so much. When they preach, hey, look, Genesis 101, and God so loved the world. <laughs> this is, just, you know, beginning in the beginning, you know, all this is, you know, there was no light, you know, that was just darkness. And then then, then he's like, he's like, "Amen!" everybody's like, "Amen!" done, church is over with. White church, black church. I want to say, uh, we're going to talk about three different books in the Bible. This is real talk, real talk from my president, exactly what they say to me, but I'm not, not with theatrics. We're going to talk about three books of the Bible. You follow me guys. Everybody say, yes, Lord. Yes. Then he says, <laughs> then he says, after I talk about three books of the Bible, I got my script. We're going to go with my script, say about 20, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, right at the 45 minutes. Um, I might do some singing. Yeah, I might do some, you know what? If, if the Lord calls on me hard enough, I might run out into the to the pulpit, catch the Holy Ghost, sweat a lot, bring my towel with me because I can't run without my towel, and then get a couple of you older ladies up with me as well because I need you to show how good a pastor I am, right? Because when you leave here, I want you to be able to tell your friends that, ooh, pastor was cutting up today. He he preached. You missed out on it, blah, blah, blah. You, I wanted to be word of mouth, right? So that's what I'm going to do today, guys. So three books, 45 minutes of preaching, some singing at the end, Holy Ghost, probably a little more preaching than we've done, right? Everybody's, everybody's is suckered into it, and they're like, yes, Lord, yes, black church. So time frame we're talking about, 7 a.m. started, 9 a.m. done with the uh, early morning service, 11 o'clock started. Two o'clock, and when we get out of fucking church. So if you start at 7 a.m. and end at 2 p.m., your whole day is gone. Imagine being off because a lot of people ask this question to me, especially because I work a lot. So I should say I wanted to take off Sundays and Mondays. Mondays are always closed because my job, we're closing Mondays. But Sundays, if I wanted to take Sunday off of religious belief, which is, I mean, it could be in reach if I, if you know, I, I plan the schedule just right. I would essentially be going to church for a whole day on Sunday, and then just be off on one day of the week. So not two days off a week, a day and uh you know like a, a day and a half. Not even sad, sad. But anyway, I digress. But and there was some other weird shit that happened at church too today. <laughs> <laughs> Move to the next point. It was funny because it was one part he was talking about how um oh fuck what did he say? He's it was flowers on the casket after they closed the top of the casket. And it was flowers on the left and right of the casket. And uh if you know how a pulpit works or a church works. So there's the pews that face toward the pulpit wherever the pastor is sitting. Uh, or speaking off of his um, um, stadium, or stadium, his um, podium. And when he's speaking on his podium, he's talking directly to the members. So, right, you're looking locking eyes directly at him. And so, at one point, it felt like he was going through dementia. And I know he's not super old. He's, like, maybe in his 60s or, like, late 50s or some shit, right? But in his eyes, it looked like he had detached from reality. Like I, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. Like he just completely checked out with his eyes, but because he was looking all over the place. No, actually, I think he st- he he locked focus with the back when nobody' eyes was focusing on him, and he was just rambling about the flowers. And I thought it was weird. I, I thought I, honestly, I thought I was in a different world. I didn't. I looked around, and nobody else was seeing anything. But I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" So to tell exactly what happened. So <laughs> he's. He's looking at the flowers and said, oh, yes, beautiful flowers on this arrangement. Really beautiful flowers on this arrangement. The Lord has truly blessed Miss So-and-so. I'm not going to say my grandma's name, but Miss So-and-so. Look at the lilies. Look at the petunias. Look at the lilac. The Lord truly works in mysteries. And you hear people in the background. The Lord truly works in mysteries. The Lord. Going fucking crazy about him just talking about flowers. And I'm like, did is there a juice that was passed around earlier that is hypnotizing motherfuckers? Because I don't know what the fuck is going on, right? And then, I'm not shitting you. Two minutes passed by of him talking about flowers. <laughs> and this is the funny part because he's like, eucalyptus. Eucalyptus, you could put it in a room and you wouldn't need a fabric softener or a detergent, per se, to make that room smell good. Eucalyptus in itself would make a room smell quite floral, I might say. And I, I was waiting for somebody to fucking... That's what I was waiting for. I was waiting for the drummer to kick in, but I was just like, okay, wasted opportunity. Anyway, but that was that was just a whole bullshit about it because he's like, he does that whole spill about flowers, and then we get to the the cemetery, um, which I'll double back. But he get to the funeral just to make a full circle. The flowers are there again, right? Because we got to put the the, the they're going to use those flowers and you know prop it against the. The plot that my grandmother's, my my great grandmother's in, and um, (laughs) he's like, he's like, I forgot to mention the white roses. The white roses are beautiful, just out of sight behind the casket. If anybody was caring to see them, and I was, I was thinking to myself, is that is that like a secret, like? you know, uh, what is it, botanist? That's for flowers, right? Like a secret botanist around the fucking corner or something like that that's taking notes at this, at this procession to like give him like an award or some shit for like the best flower namer in the fucking world. I don't know. I just felt very off brand, right? I was just waiting for the ashes to ashes, um, dust to dust, you know. I was waiting for that. I was, was waiting for that so that way we can get out of there. But that's just me. Anyway, so skipping along, um, that was just it was just so much stuff at the church that I just felt like it was just really, really weird. But at the same time, I thought it was funny as shit. Because at one point, <laughs> at one point, we were like sitting there, and um, he's naming names of like, uh, um, what was it? He's like naming names. For no, 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 sorry. What he's doing is he's he's like bashing like younger folks. Older pastors always bash the youth for just for being alive and young, and I and I always thought that was just you know kind of hypocritical for like a Christian to be, um, I guess jealous in that sense or just like. Yeah, just to be so openly jealous about the bullshit that you buy the satchel mouth, and then we have to sit down take it because we have to respect our elders. And it's the most bullshit thing to me about, especially inside of churches and in black churches, or just to be so hypocritical, I guess. Like, you want somebody to actually be, like, a part of the church and, you know, actually do things as the right and noble way of doing it, but then you go about it by being, you know, kind of cunty. But that's just another story for another different day. Anyway, so... Grandma sitting inside of a casket, casket sharp. And <laughs> I'm sorry, my great grandma was Casca Sharp. And um we were sitting there and he I just had to sit down and listen to him like bash younger folks, and he's like, it's like you know, when I when I was young, um we didn't have uh PlayStations and Wii's and Nintendo Switches. I was no no sh- no bullshit. They named every fucking console there was, right? So much so that I was like, do you actually play video games? Or did you just look up the shit? Because either way, it <laughs> just didn't make sense. No shit. She's like, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, Nintendo Wii, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S. And I was like, what, what is Xbox Connect? Xbox three hundred and sixty, and I, I was just like, "What the f- <laughs> game boy advance?" <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck is he doing?" And then, um, he's like, he's he's basically just like bashing young folks for being young. You know, when we had our childhood, it was different from that childhood. And so he's saying, you know, when I was a child, you know, we went out, we went to play, we were out of grown folks' business. And at one point, I thought he was about to cuss because. I think he had a flashback to when his mom used to say shit to him because because you know, folks, grandma, like your know, old adults, like moms, they'll be like, get out of grown folks motherfucking business. Right. Cause he was like, he's like, uh, your mom would say, get out of grown folks business. <laughs> he stopped him. Mm. Like you about to say motherfucking business, but he said, mm, cause he was in church and, um, uh, which reminds me, it was one time we was in church. It was so fucking funny. We were in the church and there was a pastor. And I'm not going to name names, or a reverend. And um, there was a first and last time ever letting him preach. You know, I guess he was like kind of in this holding pattern that the pastor is, which is the pastor still to this day. This is a, my childhood church. Um, so he's like, he's like. You know, working his way up, he always had like him a procession, which is basically he would lead a song into before the pastor already uh, preached. But one day, I guess the pastor is feeling real nice about it. So he's like, I'm going to let him preach. And he was going up and he was killing it. Like he was up there doing this shit, you know, fucking laying down the layer, <laughs> laying down the word of God, and stuff like that. I would say it was actually pretty good. Right. I was captivated and I was probably like I don't know, 15, I guess. Um short guy short gentleman uh and so he was kind of this probably like two or three inches above the height of the podium so when he was pointing he looked like like a, like an angry adolf hitler getting in like he was he was going in on that pa- on that podium and we were like damn like he cutting up and then never forget this first time i ever heard a pastor ever cuss and he's like uh He's like, the world is going to shit. And everybody, no, 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 no. He didn't say shit. At, not the, that wasn't the first quote. He's like, the world is going to hell in the handbasket. And everybody's cool with hell. And in, in, in life, you know, we only got one child and one children. And blah, 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 blah. And, reason the, and you know what? I was driving. I was driving here. They got real calm. I was driving here to, to Yale Street Baptist Church. Shameless plug. I don't go there anymore. Don't give a fuck if you go there. I'm sorry. But. That was the the church. Anyway, so. Um, went there. Went to the church. And he's going there. And he said, I was driving here. And I saw a bumper sticker. In the back of the bumper sticker. It said, my child's a hoe. And then everybody in the church lost their fucking mind. With a one syllable cuss word. And like they never heard damn, shit, fuck bitch slut cunt asshole like all these other cuss words motherfucker like all these cuss words way worse than ho. way worse than ho. but they was ready to condemn him. people in the background saying oh gee you can't be talking like that past you can't be <laughs> and he's like whoa, whoa, whoa like he was trying to get him back on his side because he's like whoa 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 whoa. it's just ho. is just ho. If if you if you go if you go down to the stove, replace it with a hoe <laughs> he was trying to fucking rhyme his way out of it. And it wasn't working. Everybody was just kinda of turned up on the preacher so much so that he had to stop um uh preaching. And this happened years ago. So I'm pretty sure he retains anonymity. I don't know if he's still alive or dead, but this is this is I don't know. We're talking maybe about 14 years ago so there you go anyway so so with the pastor going up there talking about flowers and cursing unnecessarily and all that bullshit i just find the black church to be like a weird thing you know black and and not even so much black churches like black events black events are always long and drawn out for no reason i get it in the Spanish community, like, when it's an event, like, they make it an event. Like, we're going to get a fucking ball, We're going to get X, Y, and Z. Like, we're going to have dances. We're going to have, you know, singing numbers, dancing numbers, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's going to be a party. People are going to get drunk. People are going to go home. People are going to have fun. Right? And they don't let you leave empty-handed. Like, you're going to leave with something. Either you're going to leave with a hangover the next day. You're going to leave with some food. Or you're going to leave with, um, I don't know, maybe... A cowboy hat or some shit, I don't know, especially down here in the South. Um, but nevertheless, in a black community or there's like black parties, that shit probably lasts until about a black house party, maybe lasts around somewhere around 11. 11 pushing 12 a.m. If you're going past 12 a.m., you got mixed friends. It's not full black friends, we got mixed friends. But like people, we always got something better to do. Even though I came here to party, I'm not gonna be here all day to party. Like I, I'm all parted out. Like I got here like four. Like I'm probably ready to go around eight. You know, or I'm probably ready to go around six. I did my two hours. But if it's, if it, if it's a family that I really love, or it's my family, or it's just a party that I'm throwing, um, um, you know, it it does start sometimes early in the day. Like we could have something that started early in the day and it probably went to the nighttime. So what? But when you start encroaching on my sleeping time, that's when it's time to go. For Mexican families, for like Spanish families, we're talking about um, we're talking about showing up to the party, getting there. Um, they already drinking, they offer me some food, I'm sitting down, we having fun. Now, this is both similarities back to back. This is both similar. Black families, Mexican families. You know, I don't know what happens really on white parties. never been invited to white parties before, but I can imagine you motherfuckers probably eating alfalfa sprouts and kale or some shit, right? You know, whatever. Or you probably got TGI Friday as a as a, as takeout. Or you got you got Chick-fil-A to cater. Which, I mean, I wouldn't be mad if you got Chick-fil-A to cater because it's fried chicken. Niggas like chicken. But you know what I mean? Like, you motherfuckers probably got chilies. It's, it's, you got catered chilies. Or you ra- y'all catered raisin canes. You know, y'all said the chicken is the best in the world, but the chicken is fucking flavorless, and y'all just use a damn dipping sauce. Barely even using dipping sauce, I bet. I bet y'all, I bet y'all take Raisin and chicken and dip it in mayonnaise, but you know what? <laughs> you know what? Let me not go in on you guys, but that's what I meant. Anyway, so you get to the Spanish family, Mexican family, same shit, but just the time difference when it comes to, like, leaving a certain time, right? And black people, we, we always say the same thing. But let me let me not tell you exactly what that is because I'm, I'm giving away cheat codes. So I'll give that to you in just a second. Let me get over the Spanish families real quick. I've been to Spanish pa- parties before. Probably more than I've been to black parties in my whole entire life. Spanish parties, be there, partying. One o'clock, two o'clock, it's time to go, right? I've been here longer than I've been. Now I feel like I've been kind of kept hostage. You know, Abuelita didn't let me leave. You know, it's time to go. I got to go, right? On my way out, shot. On my way out, grab some food. You, you all right? You blah blah blah. The host, whoever it is, walking to the car. Dunzo, right? Cool. Spanish families. Now, black families or black parties. This is how you know when it's time for a black person to like They always say the same shit. Uh, what time is it? Damn, it's getting late, ain't it? Well, all right now. I'm, I'm, I'm. Catch y'all later. All right now. If you ever hear "I now," that is black people. S.O.S. So whoever came with me, it's time to fucking go. Like, no, no pussyfooting around. I want your asses in the car. We got to go. Right. That's that is rule number one. We roll together. We leave together. And when you hear "I now," you could be in the middle of. You you could have came to a fucking party. You didn't know anybody there. You was making out with some girl or some shit. It's not a family. It's just a friends, you know, shit party soirée or whatever. When you hear your nigga say, "Hey, look, I right, now I gotta get out of here," blah blah blah, blah and you roll with him, your ass better be in there, or you better be catching an Uber home. <laughs> Cause I tell you right now, when I'm time, ta- it's time for me to go, you roll with me. Let's go. I don't want no bullshit. Hey man, can we stay a little? Nah. Fuck that. Get your shit. We out. Simple. That's it. But yeah, this like this unspoken rule when it comes to black families and like black parties. It, it always has to be long and drawn out for no reason. The only thing it can't extend that to is just parties. Parties we probably leave at like 11 o'clock, but um, 11 or 12. But nevertheless, they're probably long and then up to the point where it's nothing else to talk about. And if they got drunk, then that's about it. Um, but yeah. There was a couple of things I thought that was like well not just one. One thing that I was kind of bugged me. Cause I feel like I'm now I'm realizing I'm getting old. Um I was in church and I was expecting one particular song they always sing when I, every time I go to a funeral. So every time I go to a funeral they always play um floodgates of heaven. I don't know if you ever heard of that before. It's like open the floodgates of heaven let it rain let it rain let it rain let it rain like that song and so i was expecting that song but then i remembered that the guy that usually sing a song like the only guy which is weird my my childhood church had one guy that only sang one song and he sang a song perfectly right um they used to call him james brown and he was he looked like james brown like, no bullshit. Like, slick back hair, thick-ass glasses, fucking walking around here in, like, fucking soul, soul manchu suits or sort whatever of the fuck it is. I just made that shit up. But you know what the fuck I mean. Like, it was, like his suits were definitely like Steve Harvey collection with a little bit of soul inspired behind it. You know what I mean? Anyway. um, Yeah, but he passed away some time ago. And uh, I guess they retired the song after he passed away. Which makes sense. I mean, he was the only guy that ever sang it, and I think that was the only guy that actually killed it when he went up there. But nevertheless, man, he was like a beast on the microphone, just for that one song. <laughs> and I was expecting for it here, but I, I was kind of sad. You know, I just made me realize, you know, time isn't really promised to you. And um, as much as people wanted to prepare you for it, and you know, oh, you got to make peace with death. Of all. You never really truly make peace with death. You know, it, it just comes and it comes and goes. You know, I could be gone tomorrow. You could be gone tomorrow. Um, very morbid fact to think about, but it's just how life works. Um, it's very random. You know, people always say, Oh, it was this time to go. They time to go. Um, but, uh, I don't know if I believe in that. I don't believe in when it's time is time. I feel like everything is just, um, not even predestined. It's just, it just happened, you know? Um, which we always say about when somebody passes away, especially when they're like older. Uh, my great grandmother was, I believe, 88, right? Uh, lived a long life. Um, and when they were like, she lived a full life, you know, it was her time to go, blah, blah, blah. I'm thinking to myself, you know, how long, how old do I really want to be living on this fucking planet? How, how long do I want to, do I want to have a long, long life, you know? I'm 27 single, no kids, and no discernible impact, except for this podcast that I'm starting right now, that I left on the world. I mean, sure, I've enhanced somebody's taste buds, gave somebody some advice, probably did something that was a huge advice to somebody. Stuff that I can't personally say. But um, how do you know when you truly left your mark on the world? And it's it's, a... it's a complicated um, thing to think about, I think. It's very much so a, a rough thought that'll probably wake up in the middle of the night if you're not paying attention, you know? It can sneak up on you. And you you will never be the wiser. Um, oh shit. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. That's something that I think about, I guess. But um yeah. But yeah, that that was that was my whole experience at the church, when I thought that that was just really weird. But anyway, I want to get into um, what I'm going to call this segment of the show: the quick hits. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're too kind. You're too kind. You're too kind. No, no, you. No, you. 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 Oh my God! Thank you guys so much. Hey, 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 now shut the fuck up! All right, cool. I'm sorry I had to cuss you guys out. Y'all just been a little rowdy. I didn't, I didn't solve world peace. You just come on now, Jesus Christ! Anyway, quick hits. It's a couple questions I have for you guys Some conversation that you can start on the way home. Fast food burger, fast food French fry. What's the best one, and why are you picking that one? All right. Now I can tell you mine. You can judge me. I don't give a fuck. In and out. I gotta say, as a Houstonian, In-N-Out is it was a cool novelty when it got here. But I gotta be honest, I'm not waiting in that fucking line. Six cars out, seven cars out, wrapped around. Um, uh, give you some sense of location that the Willowbrook location of In-N-Out. I'm not wrapped. That I'm not waiting in the fucking Sears parking lot for a fucking burger. Fuck no, you you lost your goddamn mind with those limp dick ass French fries, and you want to put animal style motherfuckers, which is just Thousand Island with chopped onions and some shit. Hate me now, I don't give a fuck. All right, <laughs> you, you you got a burger that's cooked in mustard, ill, um, cheese slatted on that motherfucker, lettuce, tomato, animal style, chopped chilies. Look, I'm driving my motherfucker tonight. Maybe water burgers filled up to the rim. I made a decision to go to get some. I don't think I'm ever going back. I'm sorry. I've been there three times hoping that it would get better. The first time I ever experienced it, the one that was in Katy here in Houston. I enjoyed it. It was good. And, you know, I thought it was pretty dope. And it was free, too, because my, my friend, my best friend, it was like, man, I treat you just drive as blah, blah, blah. It was like a 45-minute drive, hour drive from where we were, got there, didn't even wait in line, I think we walked in, got the food, like 10 minutes, done, ate the food, cool, and I was like, okay, this is pretty straight, right, second time, same friend, him and his girl, uh having to him, be like, hey, look, you want to get some dinner tonight, I was like, okay, cool, what you want to do, and I was like, I don't know what you want to do, they're from, Cal- he's from California, so he's like, and you want to do in and out and I'm like, <sighs> all right, fuck it, let's go, went there, I paid for it, but I was like, you know, this is... Yeah, it was cool. It was straight. You know, he gave me like the trick code. He was like, "Hey, look, dude, two by two by two, cheese, animal style, blah blah, blah. French fries, animal style." Did that shit. You know, I was really fucking hungry that and I ate it. And I was just like, "Okay, you know, it's it's decent. It's decent." But uh, I gotta be honest. Other food that's better than that. Okay, let's put it this way. Um, I feel like let's make a, defi- a decisive like statement right now. Best burger, fast food joint, straight up and down. Drum roll, please. Water burger. Hands down, water burger. I'm going to say that we got to grade the burger. One, bun, lettuce, tomato, onion, meat, cheese, any condiment on the motherfucker. One, I will say this though. Depending on which Whataburger you go to, they damn near might give you a whole head of lettuce in your damn burger, which you didn't ask for. That's probably the only downside to Whataburger that I don't like. Like it's it's a lot of like next time you go to Whataburger, if they if they fuck up your burger by putting a lot of lettuce in, remember my voice. Trust me, it it happens common. Trust me. Um, but yeah, Whataburger is like the best burger you can get for fast food. Honestly, if you even mention fucking McDonald's, you deserve to go to hell. I'm sorry. McDonald's is just, it was what you liked as a kid because they had chicken nuggets. Everybody likes chicken nuggets. You know, maybe you might still get the chicken nuggets from Burger. I mean, sorry, from uh, McDonald's. That's you. I get it. It's chicken nuggets. Probably, I don't think it's the best chicken nuggets. That goes to um, Wendy's, my personal opinion. The best chicken nuggets is Wendy's, but uh, spicy, hands down. Fight me. Um, but best burger, Burger. Everything else. Your Bex Prime, your um, McDonald's, your Five Guys, Five Guys. Now I'll come back to you in a second. But your burger, it pales in comparison to Water Burger. Um, we'll we'll come back to you in a second. You deserve some love, but not right now. Uh, burger King, what the fuck is that? All right, now I haven't been to Burger King in I don't know how long. The char girl, I still remember their char charboiled like patties. I remember the taste; like it's, it's a very distinct taste. I'm I'm pretty sure if you sit down, close your eyes, and you think about what a, what a Burger King burger tastes like, I promise you god, I feel like you can taste it right now. No bullshit, I'm tasting a burger right now, having had it. It's that distinct flavor. It's not a it's not a terrible flavor. It's just it's it. No other burger has that flavor profile. You know that that weird like chemical grill like it's it's not like a full-blown like we've tasted a burger from off the grill before right and that doesn't taste like what burger king tastes like that tastes like like it they, they chemically induce the flavor of a grill into the patty that makes any sense like it tastes like artificially grilled i don't know how the fuck you did it but you did a burger king so you deserve some praise off of that you know but nevertheless that's what i feel about burger king so you got your burger king your bex prime yeah. Five guys, your In N Out, Shake Shack. Um, uh, can't really think of anything else right now, but these are the burgers that I think of, right? When I think of fast food, and I'm sure you'll say, Oh, there's other places, blah blah blah. blah. If I'm not talking traditional fast food, we're talking about restaurant, hands down burger, better than even Water Burger. I'm sorry, Water Burger, it's got to go to my boy Joy Love Burger. They don't call them Joel burger anymore. It's called JLB Eatery, but their burgers will have you in a fucking coma afterwards. Not only are they big, they they make fresh ingredients. They have a wide variety of food items that you get there. The food doesn't fucking suck. It's actually pretty good, and every time you go, it's always good. the The bun is is made with it's like a brioche bun. the The lettuce, tomato, onions thinly sliced. They ask you what dressing you want to put on the burger. Uh, they have a secret menu burger that's on there too. The the patties are nice and thick and juicy, paws, but <laughs> and their bacon, which sorry about this Water Burger. your bacon? I'm sorry. Y'all, y'all, y'all skim on the bacon. That bacon is real, real thin. You know what I mean? It's paper thin bacon. But the bacon at JLB, I'm talking about marble wood slab bacon, like that motherfuckers cut, thick cut. Perfect. Made to perfection. I think everything in I think if I want to be honest, everything's Feels like a scratch kitchen inside of JLB. But that's my two nominees for Best Burgers. You talk about it at home, all right? This is just me bringing it to your attention. Now, Best French Fries. Come on now. Best French Fries, hands down. Gotta be... This is hard. Really hard. But I have to make a decision, so... Five Guys French Fries, hands down. Five Guys French Fries have that regular French fries, but they'll have those Cajun French fries. And you know what the fuck I'm talking about. When when Five Guys had first came to Houston when I was like preteen, whenever I was young, go to fucking Woods, it felt, I haven't had Five Guys since then, but um, it felt like a home style burger. Like I could walk in. See a bunch of white people and be like, "What's up, nigga?" Like, like it, like it was that, it was that. I was that level of comfortable walking in Five Guys, you know. Now, granted, they kind of ruined it with those fucking peanut shit or whatever stepping in and getting peanuts all over the damn floor. That's definitely a white thing. And, that's, and you, I'm tell you right now, if I had a house of my own and I had a a, a barrel of peanuts, I'm promise to God, that's not an open invitation for you to fucking eat peanuts and then throw them on the fucking floor so people can step on them. No. It's my fucking house. You find a garbage can, you throw it away. What? You you know what? Let me not get upset. It's not my place. It's Five Guys' places. That's something that you got to work out. That's just weird shit to me. Anyway, so go in, get yourself french fries from Five Guys, get your burger from either JLB or Whataburger, hands down. Now, next quick hit is best snack cake. Ever. I'm going to let that sit with you for a second. But when I say snack cake, I mean, mm, we're talking about your oatmeal cream pies. You're talking about your cosmic brownies. You're talking about your zebra cakes. Now, I'll go first. I'll tell you what my favorite one is. And you can decide what the fucking one ever yours is. You know? I, I think uh, your snack cake says a lot about you. Um, but, you know, I'll go through the list right now. So, actually, you know what? I'll do you one better. I'll look up a list of the best snack food cakes in the world, and then we'll decide together whether or not we like this list, all right? But best snack cake, in my personal opinion, is the oatmeal cream pie. Um, Hate me if you want to, but we got to be honest here, all right? This is is, is pulling off of your heartstrings. You get one of them motherfuckers, you you get a glass of milk or something like that at the end of it, that's... By the way, don't even need a glass of milk. You eat one oatmeal cream pie. That bitch slide down your throat, pause, <laughs> with 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 so much grace and elegance. Like you just, yes sir, more sir. It's it's amazing. Like you, like you. There's nothing else about it that that that's that courageous. Anyway, so top ten snack cakes around the world. Fudge rounds. Um, I gotta be honest. I've seen these before. I never picked up a pack. They just look like. Um, chocolate cake cookies. That's like a it was weird. I don't know. Never had them before. But they are a chocolate cake base with a fudgy taste and they're rated number ten. You know? That is Fudge Rounds by Little Debbie. Now, number nine. Little Debbie chocolate chip cakes. I've had this before. These are sugared up like a motherfucker. So much sugar they can make your teeth rot out. This is this is like lean... Cases of cavities. Um, you don't know what the, the chocolate chip cakes were. They were the um, rectangular uh, white cakes. Uh, that had, like, chocolate chips on top of them. It was a white filling and then a chocolate cake on on both sides. Weird, but it worked. Now, number eight, the Drake's Coffee Cake. I just got to be honest. Those are for old people, people that actually drink coffee. We, you know, when I was a kid, you know, you don't get a coffee cake. You know, that's for fucking adults. Number seven, zebra cake. Okay. I got to be honest here. Zebra cake, those motherfuckers slap. I don't care. nobody saying zebra cake. It slapped every single time It slapped. Was it better than uh, the Little Debbie's uh, oatmeal cream pie? No. But, nevertheless, I would have this close to number one. All right, number six, hostess cupcake. Uh, I got to be honest, like... It was a reason why they put the damn Hostess in the two-pack, the cupcakes in the two-pack, as opposed to just keeping it inside a box. They had them in a box, but like grocery stores, like convenience stores, they had them also inside a two-pack. So you can get them in a two-pack, or you also get them inside of the, the full uh, cake box. Me, personally, I mean, you just have two of them. You straight. this straight. It's a lot of sugar, a lot of chocolate. You know, I like chocolate, but not that much chocolate. That's that's That was just overload. And then they had a cream filling to the middle of it. Just It was... It was, it was giving weird. <laughs> I was getting weird. Number five. What the fuck? Oatmeal cream pie. Little Debbie's. I don't believe it. Uh, I've uh, I've already said that oatmeal cream pie is the best one in the world, but here's on number five. So um, do with that as you may. I don't believe that's true, but it's here. I denounce it. It's not mine. It's not my list. Uh, number four, Cosmic Brownie. How could Cosmic Brownie be above oatmeal Cream Pie? Cosmic Brownie with just a fudge with, like, little M&Ms inside of it. Who? It, you know what? I'm not getting into it. You know what Cosmic Brownies are. They look like Infinity Stones on the, on the brownie. And <laughs> those motherfuckers were gone. I, I ain't going to lie. They were gone, though. And, you know, if you, you had the, the like, you would have to hide some of these snack food cakes because they would be gone after a while. The ones that would stay would be like your fudge rolls or your Swiss rolls or your devil's food cake or whatever those fuckers are. Those would stay around for a while. But your Twinkies, your your Cosmic Brownies, your oatmeal cream pies, uh, those gone. You buy them that day. You got a house full of kids, maybe two, three kids. Those are gone. But in that night, I promise you, two, 2 o'clock in the morning, see my ass rolling up. <laughs> Fucking sneaking up in the kitchen, and getting myself some fucking snack cakes, fat ass. All right, number three, nutty bars. I mean, I get it; people like peanut butter, eh, but I really wasn't a fan of for, of them. You know, I like them. I just, you know, I, they weren't my choice. You know, it's like a uh, um, you already have Twix, but Twix doesn't have peanut butter. But you know what I mean? Like, you, like you already have like a like a bar inside of them. And they were good to go. And on top of that, let's be honest here. If those motherfuckers melted inside your backpack by the time you got to lunch, they looked like somebody shit in a bag and gave it to you. They they were the best looking ones when it came to pre-packaging. It was it just wasn't it wasn't appealing, you know? Um, but yeah, those nutty bars. Um number two, Oreo Cakesters. I've never seen these before. Uh currently I'm on a diet. Uh, well, just life choices, I guess. Just, you know, making sure I'm eating right and living right. But, uh, if I was, if I saw these, I would get them. They, they, they look like uh like a little Debbie snack version of a Oreo cakester, right? They would just like a, like a, a cake on top, cake on the bottom and then white cream in the middle. Nah, simple. And number one is a fucking yodel. Really? A yodel over an oatmeal cream pie. Now, I've had a yodel before. They're they're the Swiss rolls. If you don't know what a Swiss roll are, picture a um, a chocolate cake that's been that's been flattened, that's got cream in the middle, and they roll it up like a fucking blunt or a burrito. <laughs> I don't know why I said blunt, but you roll it up like that, and it's got a spiral. And that's what that's what it is a Swiss roll, right? Why the fuck is that number one? Who picks the yodel on number one? I don't. That's not mine. That's not my president. <laughs> it's not it's not my snack cake. What the fuck is this? I uh, maybe in my personal opinion, I think there's more of a white person doing this. I think it's a white person's list. But you know, I don't think I don't think particular niggas was getting yodels like that. You know, because on top of that, it's got Drake's. I don't never heard of not one black person my whole entire life say, Hey man, you know, I mean, give me some of them uh, them Drake's Yodels. You know, nobody ever said they. They always said a little Debbie snack food cakes, right? I want to give me a little Debbie snack cake. You know, that's you know, give me a little Debbie. They never. I never heard a fucking black person say, hey, again. I can't give me Drake. I uh, give me give me some Drakes. You know, if you if you said Drake, it's about a fucking song, not a snack food. I'm sorry, but yeah. Anyway, so that was our quick hits. So, well, with that being said, um, I really enjoy my time talking to you guys, getting you guys, getting to know and to um, make my bread tick and think and whatnot. This is just my first of many podcasts, and we just actually putting out there what I think about the world and how I view the world. Um, as you can see, the first episode, we're off to a rocky start, but we're making this thing strong. We're going to go with this pretty hard, you know? Um, I'm all in, and I'm here ready to do it, ready to work, ready to grind as much as I want to, as much as I can to actually make this something that I believe in. Um, I just want to say thank you to all those. Again, thank you so much to all those who have been um, consistently, tirelessly uh, telling me, hey, look, you should do it. Hey, you should do this. Pushing me, pushing me, pushing me. And... Um, I got to be honest, Like there was one point that I didn't think I was going to do it. So, you know, thanks for fucking with me. Thanks for actually believing in me. You know who you are, work, um, home, family, friends, strangers even. You guys are the best. Now, little tip before I go. Two tips. Number one, wear sunscreen because if you guys haven't felt the heat outside, it got to like 110 out there today. Just to prove it, I'll take you outside with me really quick, so come with me. Just gonna walk up outside and record what it sounds like outside with the heat. All right, this is the door. Do you hear that? That is the heat outside. That's um. That's how hot it is. You know, crackling flames. That's the sun. That's my skin. You know? Before the summer started, I was Anthony Anderson like. Now I'm looking like fucking Wesley Snipes. That's how dark it is. That's how dark I've been getting. That's how hot it is outside. So I just gotta put that out there. Wear some sunscreen. Protect yourself. Number two. Even if you're black, black people have the stigma of like actually not wearing sunscreen and not actually protecting their skin. Even the older generation, I don't know what the fuck it is. Trust me, I, have my, I do my research, but black people, please put your sunscreen on. It's very important. We we have melanin in our skin, we have darker skin tones, and if white people haven't noticed, when you guys go out there and get sunburned, black people will actually hurt more than you do, you know? We can get sunburned too, and we're actually dark. And guess what? The sun is attracted to hot, darker colors. Did you know that? But now you do, alright? So when I go outside and I'm sweating and you're just glistening in the sun looking like a fucking Twilight movie? Just know, it's my melanin. I'm darker than you. So, that's all I got to say about that. And number two, love someone. Love yourself. Be a part of something. Make a community. Be a part of the community. Do whatever you got to do to actually show yourself that you actually mean something to somebody. And mean something to yourself. You know? You are the only person that you have. And you are the only person that can actually tell you whether or not if you mean something in this world. Make your mark. Move forward. Love, live, and just be yourself. So without further ado, thank you so much for actually joining into to Elephant in the Room. I've been your boy Chef Rob, Big Rob, whatever you want to call me. Just don't call me Shirley or Bobby. I fucking hate that name. All right. Peace. Peace. <music>